Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. I'm your host, Certified Kingdom Advisor, Mark Trice. I'm here in the studio with Financial Advisor, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Jesse, Mark. welcome. Thanks, Mark. How's it going? Good, good, good. Hey, tomorrow is the 4th of July, yep, Independence big day. day. And a big day. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything planned. Hopefully, we can maybe shoot off a firework or two if it's not too dry. I haven't mm-hmm. looked to see if they've been banned this year or not, but... There's a there's a reason that we celebrate, and it's uh, that's basically because we are celebrating our freedom. Mm-hmm. And well over 220 years ago, or 200 years ago, um, the founders freed us from the tyranny of the king. We fought for our independence, and today we're going to be talking about how to build your own financial independence. Right. So today we have five ways how you can build financial independence. No fighting here, right? No no fighting. No no gun battles with the British Army. Hopefully not, although, you know, anything's possible. You know, this is going to look different for everybody, depending on what stage you're in. Uh, Financial independence is so important to everybody. Um, You know, a lot of my peers... Financial independence looks like not taking any more money from mom and dad. But, you know, to those saving up for retirement, that could be an early retirement, providing for yourself in that way. It's going to be different. But You mean there's people in the late 20s that are still living off mom and dad? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, hey, so anyway, um, that like Jesse said, that financial independence can look differently for other people. But it basically means... You know, you're you're looking at um, free from debt, having um, setting aside money for retirement, or maybe early retirement, or quite frankly, for many, is just simply stop living paycheck to paycheck. Right. So we're going to cover the the five kind of high level general things that can get you on the road to financial independence. We should have had some flags and some kazoo's <laughs> here to celebrate Independence Day, but. Uh, we do want to remind people of that. So the first thing that you get you on your road to financial independence is what, Jesse? Uh, the first thing is keeping up with your budget. So uh, Intuit, the company <clears throat> that we all are familiar with, in 2020, they found that 65% of Americans don't know how much they spent in the previous month. Uh-oh, that's not a good place to be. No. You, so, you want to know how much you're spending. And, you know, w- sometimes we call it the B word. We don't want to say budget because it makes people uncomfortable. Right. And, and budget's not as exciting right. as it is to spend the money, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about a spending plan yes. a lot of times in our office. So if you want to call it a spending plan, we, we look at that from more of a proactive lens, preparing for where the money's going to go. So, so the most important thing is a lot of people just want to bury their head in the sand and, and not really right. track what they're spending, but simply... Write down what you're spending, and that's usually a good way to start keeping up with your budget. Maybe right. the first goal that you have is just simply to identify what you are spending. And that can be scary for a lot of people, but it is one of the first major steps on getting the road to financial independence, is just simply keeping up with what you are spending. Right, and I know we talked about this before, but most people use a debit card. Pull up your statement, print it out, get a paper and pen, and just see where the money went. And so the second thing, when, when it comes to a budgeting and developing a spending plan and writing those expenses down, the second big step on the road to financial independence is what? 
to build your emergency fund. Ah, so speaking of emergency funds, right? We need to have it. Yeah, we were sitting with somebody earlier, Mark, remember this? And we said, you know, those surprises come up. And and you made the comment, I don't know why we even call them surprises, because we know they're going to be We there. know they're going to happen, right? I think that this particular person, their, um, their hot water heater went out. Yep. And she goes, it's always something. I was like, well, it's always something. So we have to be prepared with having mm-hmm. an emergency fund. And that could just be a cushion uh, to get you and yourself or your your family through a difficult time. There might be a short-term job loss. Right. or maybe an expense that you didn't anticipate. But having that emergency fund there will help you weather that. And that really is, in addition to developing a spending plan, that is the foundational cornerstone Absolutely. to financial independence is having an emergency fund. So what, what kind of generally is the, the rule of thumb for the size of the emergency fund? Well, this is going to be unique to each person, and we encourage you to give us a call if you want to talk about that. But on average, we would recommend the ideal emergency savings should be between three to six months worth of savings. So that's okay. your necessary bills to be paid for three to six months. Now, if someone has more than 12 months of expenses sitting in emergency funds, what, is that good? Uh, we might consider that a little bit obsessive. Okay. And, and the reason is that you can have too much cash because a lot of times these cash accounts are sitting in very low interest yielding right. uh, bank accounts at one of your big banks and so forth. And we just don't think that's a good use of funds and, a ve- and not being a very effective steward right. when and it comes to We're not to talking wealth. about saving up for a down payment or you want to buy a car or buy a new boat or something with cash. This is this is your emergency fund. If that's more than 12 months, then you might want to reconsider. Yeah, and we should put some stipulations on this as well. In addition to having three to six months of funds available to you, we have to define what's an emergency, right? Right. Here, here we are. It's 4th of July. What does everybody do on the 4th of July? Spend money. Spend money. <laughs> they cook out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have a barbecue in the backyard. Well, a new grill is not an emergency, right? Right, right. I don't care if the old one went out. That's not an emergency. What about if you tip the grill over and start burning the side of your house and you have to pay for a new wall? Okay, well, that, that could be an emergency, <laughs> but don't tip over the grill. If you're just trying to get a new grill, Jesse, don't, it doesn't work. <laughs> we got you figured out. So even if you don't have or don't think that having three to six months worth of expenses in your savings account is difficult. That could be daunting. You can, yeah. And start, but just start small, right? Have a goal of, of 500, maybe $1,000 that you're going to set aside. $1,000, folks, will actually weather you through a number of different financial situations yes, that can help you stay out of trouble. Because what happens when we don't have the cash to pay for something? We put it on a credit card, and that gets us further and further away from the goal of financial independence. Mm-hmm. So start small, maybe $500,000 in an in emergency fund, and let that build over time. Make sure that a part, as part of your spending plan, as part of your spending plan, that that is building that up to three to six months is something that you actually budget for right. within the spending plan. And Jesse, the third thing that gets us on the path to financial independence, and this is a big one, is what? Eliminate debt. Eliminate that debt. That's a really, we should have made this number one, but we're trying mm-hmm. to get people to build up to it. Right. But how you can build financial independence by eliminating debt. That frees you from a lot of the obligation and the burden. In fact, the scripture says that debt is a burden yes, it does. for us. In fact, there's a since we're talking about freedom and independence, Jesse, can you read today's verse 
I was uh, trying to pull up to Galatians 5.1. Yeah. And if I put it on the screen for Jesse, he could actually read it. <laughs> yeah, so Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened against a yoke of slavery. So here we are in Galatians in the New Testament, and we get wisdom here that says Christ has set us free. Stay out of debt. And Don't let yourself be yoked and burdened. Exactly. And and later on, in, or actually earlier on in the scripture, it says that the borrower is slave to the lender. So we're talking about the same thing here. So a lot of people think that eliminating their debt is just not even doable, right? Right. Just kind of like the emergency fund. It's like, I'll never get there, so why try? That's right. But both are actually more feasible than you think. Yes. So both of the tips that we just mentioned can help you reduce your debt by budgeting for those necessary expenses, mm-hmm. planning for emergencies. This is how people get in trouble. They, they they run into a financial situation that they didn't anticipate. Yeah, it's also how the credit card companies win. Oh, yeah, they love it when you don't have money to pay for expenses. And so both those things can help you get in a situation where you can eliminate debt, um, but you have to do those first steps first. You got to know right. where your money's going. You got to save money for an emergency, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So a practical way that folks can reduce their or eliminate their debt is to simply cut out excess spending. Mm-hmm. Now, cutting spending doesn't sound like fun. No. But if we if we truly are honest with ourselves and we look at what we're spending every month, are there some things there that we really don't need? Mm-hmm. Is that can we agree to that? Probably. Right. Okay. <laughs> we can agree. There's probably something there. And it might mean something as simple as, I'm not going to go to Starbucks five days a week. I'm only going to yeah. go two days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it may be, hey, I, I don't know why I've got all these different packages on my cable bill. Maybe I need to eliminate one of them. Or, right. you know, we may decide that, hey, streaming services are a lot cheaper and I get to watch the stuff that I want to watch. So, you know, it's very practical if you start looking at your spending and looking and seeing where there are areas where there's excess spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some months that's going to be easier than others, right? Because yeah. you know there may be times where you have to spend more um, as part of your natural spending. But this practice can really help you get out of debt. It really can. And if credit cards are a sore point for you or you just want to learn more about it, we did do an episode on June 10th. I encourage you to go back and listen to the five rules of using credit cards. I was browsing at some of our numbers earlier, and it seems like the listeners really enjoyed that one. Okay, so a lot of listeners, maybe you should go back and look at that, listen mm-hmm. to that later on. That's the, the June 10th episode of the Spend Life Well Show. You know, when you were paying down your debt, you might not think about it, but you're saving yourself sometimes 19 to 29% interest. Yes. And that's huge, and that's going to help you on the road to financial independence. Now, the fourth thing is, a little bit more down the line after you've eliminated your debt, but planning for retirement, Jesse. Absolutely. At all ages and starting early if you can. So planning for retirement is another big area to help you on, on your path of financial independence. Let's look at just a mere example of $50 a month in retirement yeah, savings. I love this example. Yeah, go ahead. Share it with us. So putting $50 a month into a retirement savings account can add up over time. Of course, this includes investing the money and other things like that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, in in five years, that fifty dollar contribution will be three thousand five hundred and six. And that's what for what interest rate? Like eight percent? Just a, a basic um, yeah. interest rate for a moderate investor, probably. Sure. Um, and, you know, these are all hypotheticals. But say you let it grow for ten years and keep contributing fourteen thousand in twenty years, twenty three thousand. Just fifty dollars a month, right? And that and that can add up. And the point is not to say exactly how much money you'll have in ten years. The point is, it, it can add up if you just take those steps. Now, we, we recommend that you know what you're spending, 
Right. Save for emergencies and eliminate your debt before you're getting into this stuff. Yeah, but you, you'd be amazed how powerful this is. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about with people, this little habit. You won't miss the $50 per month. You won't. You really won't. Especially if it's coming from payroll deductions, you right, won't know it. Right. So if you'd like to discuss how you can best save for retirement, you can give us a call or send us an email at info at clearvistafinancial.com. That, that should be there on our YouTube page. That number to call us is 800-491-4508, 800-491-4508. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if we had a magic formula, we'd let you know about it. But there is no magic formula other than just doing it and bit by bit, mm-hmm. saving for retirement, getting out of debt. These are all things that if you're methodical and consistent, you will achieve your goal. Right. We just love helping people reap the benefits of compound interest. So, Jesse, what's the final thing we want to talk about on the road to financial independence? So, number five here is evaluate where your money is going. Okay. So, this sounds interesting. You know, we've talked about our spending plan. Mm-hmm. If we anyway, we eliminate excess spending in your budget as well as your investments, it might be time for some reflection, evaluation, and prayer yes. about how you're investing your money. Okay? I, I encourage you to... Really, you, you don't have to be a financial advisor or a finance expert to understand what's going on with your money. I encourage you to understand and learn about the companies that you're invested in, how the taxes are being taken out, things like that. It's it, We would love to teach you about that. But yes, it is possible to invest with your values. Yeah. In fact, um, just a few weeks ago, we it should be on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a webinar on biblically responsible investing. That's a great place to start and, mm-hmm. and learn how you can uh, invest according to your value. So, so look at where your money is going. So the five things, again, towards financial independence, keep up with the budget, know yep. where your money is, you're spending your money, build your emergency savings, eliminate that debt, especially revolving car debt, uh, plan for retirement and start executing on that plan for retirement, and then evaluate how your money is being invested. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all five good things. Folks, happy 4th of July. We thank you for listening to the Spin Life Well Show. Until then, have a great and blessed week.